Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I am nervous for today's episode because this is a very debated, um, heated conversation and people don't really enjoy talking about this because it affects their life. It requires people to change things. It It challenges people's beliefs. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janina Mopola. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, um, my podcast is called Happy and Healthy because really my goal in life is to help you guys thrive in all aspects of life mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. My goal is to help women, of course, men too, but I have such a heart for young adult women that are just trying to figure out this crazy thing that we call life. I totally am right there with you. So if this is your first time coming to my page, my name is Janine. I post every single Tuesday and maybe you clicked on this podcast because you were like, what the heck is this girl going to say today? And you know what? I, I am nervous for today's episode because this is a very debated, um, heated conversation and People don't really enjoy talking about this because it affects their life. It requires people to change things. It cha- it challenges people's beliefs. It, 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 it freaks up some things. I'll just say it. It really does. And so um, my podcast is a Christian podcast. I love Jesus. I am a Jesus lover. I am not trying to be a Bible thumper. I'm not trying to be a condemner. I'm not trying to be legalistic or boss anybody around or tell anybody, you know, um, like what to do. All I'm asking is that you guys challenge yourself in these things, pray about these things, think about these things in your own life and just maybe ask God yourself, God, is this true? What do you think about this? If this is something that you are struggling with or something that you and your own life have encountered, So, um, I just want to pose the question, put it out there and hopefully have some good dialogue. Now I know that people are going to push back. I know that people are going to call me an idiot or call me all sorts of names, but I am prepared for this. I am willing to face this because I know the truth. The Bible says that the truth shall set you free and the truth's name is Jesus. Like he says, that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. And so I just want to help people see the truth, that the things that the world is promoting, social media is promoting, other influencers, celebrities, Hollywood culture, things that they are promoting are wrong. They are not giving you life. They are not actually going to set you free. And in reality, they're actually going to enslave you further 
and everything seems fun and shiny in the beginning. And then in the end, it's actually destruction. And there's a Bible verse about this that I wanted just to read really, really fast, but I won't get, I won't jump right into this, um, right away. Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. And how many things do we do and do we touch and do we work with and involve ourselves in that we're like, oh yeah, like this is right. Like this is, this has got to be it. Right. And in the end it leads to death. And I am trying to prevent you guys from death and death can look in the form of, um, self-worship or robbing you of your joy, robbing you of peace, being in the wrong relationship, worshiping the wrong things. Like there's so many things in this world that promise life. And in the end they lead to death. So that is what I am trying to do. I want you guys to be happy. I want you guys to be joyful. I want you to be fulfilled and I want you to be free and I want you to be healthy. And that is the goal of this podcast. So if I can provide that for you today, that is my goal. So before we get into this, I would love to pray over us. Um, If you're a returning viewer, you are probably like, wait, whoa, the background's different. It is. I tried to do a little bit of a different setup where you guys can hang out with me. And I definitely think for the next season, I want to probably redo my background a little bit more. Before we get into this, just some quick updates. It's a Thursday for me. I'm heading off to a chill weekend, which I'm kind of excited about. Um, I have my nieces and nephews birthday tonight. So I'm going to go do that, which will be so fun. Um, and honestly, this week has been really, really hard. It's been a hard week. Um, mentally, it's been hard physically, spiritually, relationally. There's just been so many difficult dynamics that have happened this week. And a lot of people told me about that, that there would be things like this that would pop up in engagement season and just different dynamics with friendships that have been really hard. And just personally, I've just been feeling super, super off. Like even as we speak, I feel like I can't like, I, like my brain just feels off, like literally. And maybe that's because the enemy knew I was going to be speaking about this. And so he's like, okay, let's freak this girl's plans up. Let's freak her day up so that she won't talk about this. And I'm like, sorry, uh, Satan, I will be speaking about this and you can't stop me. So, um, I'm going to be fine and it's not the end of the world, but just like bringing you guys in on that, you know, my weeks are not, my weeks are not always perfect. My days are not always perfect. I do feel extremely off. So if I'm a little bit more quiet or not as energetic in this video, um, that's probably why. So anyway, love you guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If it blesses you, please share it, get the word out um, and let people know. And I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on this. So let's do it. Listen, guys, Janine and I have been married for six months. And the reason why it is a beautiful marriage, it's because of Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We genuinely love you so much because of Thrive Market. We're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website. Uh, guys, it's just a huge stress relief. And you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding you know food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, when if you're parents and you have you need to find organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon, so it is so beneficial that we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy thrivemarket.com slash healthy. If you are watching the YouTube video, you will see me. I have my laptop in front of me because this is just not one of those topics that you can just lightly be like, okay, let's talk about this. Like, I, I really want to be prepared because there's a lot of scripture in this. There's a lot of, you know, people that are believing in this and, and it's going to feel like a personal attack when that's not the way that I'm intending this to be. It's simply just me trying to inform anybody of 
this stuff and come from a biblical perspective on this. What is law of attraction? What is manifestation? What is new age practices? So anything new age practices can basically be, like I said, law of attraction, manifestation, angel numbers, tarot card readers, tarot cards, Ouija boards, mediums, palm readers, fortune tellers, um, just all sorts of things like that. It's a very deceitful way of basically trying to find answers for the things that we're looking for apart from Christ. And here's why I'm going to empathize with you guys and why I'm going to be like, look, I understand. All of us want solutions to our problems. Everybody wants solutions to things that we are going through. We want to know our future. We want to know answers. We want somebody to tell us, is our grandma speaking to us? What is my future going to look like? Am I going to marry this person? Um, what is my destiny? Where am I going to go when I die? There, there's so many reasons as to why we do this. We want to know that someone's looking out for us when it comes to angel numbers or tarot cards that tell us, um, hey, like your ex is going to reach back out to you. Like we are just humans that are fearful of the future and we want answers to our questions. So like, do I fault you for anything of that? Absolutely not. I'm right there with you. I remember I wanted to know, God, which college do I go to? Who is my husband going to be? Should I start this podcast? Should I not? Should I move to California? Should I not? You know, is my grandma in heaven or not? Like there's so many questions that we have, but the thing is that the the Bible has the answers to our questions a lot of the times. Now, not everything do we have answers to. You know, that's where faith comes in. That's where prayer comes in. That's where relying and trusting in the Lord comes in. And so oftentimes we want to run to everything else first besides Christ. We want, we want to run to law of attraction manifestation. We want to run to these mediums or these palm readers or these fortune tellers or um, you know, just trying to go online to look for solutions. And, and I don't fault you for that. Like we are mere humans that just simply want answers. We want to know things, but that's sometimes the problem is that we want the answers too fast, too quickly right now. And we are just not going to get that. We're not going to get the answers and the solutions. And I know that that is the most frustrating thing about life is that we're like, dang it. Why can't I get the answers? Like, why can I not just know? And I understand that is so frustrating, but that is just not how life works. We're not going to know all the answers to everything when we snap our fingers. But basically what law of attraction is doing, it's, it's trying to provide a solution, an instant gratification solution, an answer to the things that we want and we desire. God, it, it's like, again, and I've said this before, a lot of the times the things that we want and the desires that we have are not wrong, but it's the way that we go about it that are wrong. So the desires are not wrong, but the action may be. So the desire to be, hey God, I really would love marriage. I would love to have an extra $1,000 this week because I'm struggling financially, or I would love an answer because I don't know what to do in X, Y, and Z. Like, all of those are extremely valid, but to go about that way in a way where it's like, hey, I'm going to manifest a million dollars. I'm going to manifest a husband. I'm going to manifest this career and all these things. And we're putting out energy into the world and we're saying the universe cares about me and the universe and energy. And yes, we do live in a world that is full of the law of physics. It's true. The law of, of chemistry, physics, like there is gravity, there is energy, there are vibrations. Our bodies are, our bodies are composed of certain things, but we have to attribute back to God. What are these things? Who created these things to begin with? Now, God is the creator of the universe. And I think so many times people that have not read the Bible, which I understand it's a complex book, but when you read the Bible, you see that God created everything. There is nothing new under the sun. The Bible says that God created light. He created animals. He created the sky, the ocean, our human beings, our minds. Like he created everything. 
And so people are trying to find answers. They're looking for something. And what you're looking for is Jesus. People are looking for something that is this mystic thing. And they're like, something's out there looking for me. It's the universe or whatever you want to call it. But I'm like, God created the universe. He is the universe. So we're praying to these intimate ob- animated objects or intimate objects or things that are not real or things that are not actually God. And we're begging them for solution and answers. And when they don't respond, we wonder why, because they're not actually Christ. They're not actually the true source of life and joy and freedom and answers. And God is so often saying, man, if you would just come to me, if you would just like, let me help you. And sometimes God doesn't answer immediately. I know because some of us are like, well, I've tried that. And he didn't answer. And that's really frustrating. That's that's my bone to pick with God is that I've tried asking him and he did not answer. But the Bible is so clear that he will draw near to those that draw near to him. He does answer faithful people, people that are righteous, which means right standing with God. He is faithful to those that are faithful to him. He blesses those that are obedient to him. Can we still be obedient even when we don't get an answer? Even when... Even when we aren't like, okay, yeah, I wanted a five thousand dollars this week, but God didn't give it to me. Can we still be obedient? New age practices are basically name it, claim it, law of attraction. I'm just gonna think harder. I'm just gonna believe harder. If I just think it, it's gonna happen. And the dangerous thing is that y'all, these things they promise so much stuff. And and the reality is sometimes it may work. You just may get the dream job, the career, the man, the money, the million dollars, the yacht, the Lamborghini, the bigger house. You can get all these things. And will you and are you satisfied? Do you find satisfaction in life in those? Yeah, maybe for a moment. Because I can look back on my life when I was trying to live my life apart from Christ. I got a million followers on YouTube. I made all this money. I was getting massive brand deals. I was on magazine covers. I was traveling. I was meeting celebrities. And surely at that time, I was like, this has got to be life. Your girl is thriving. (laughs) You know, like I thought I was living my best life. And for a time being, I was. But half the time, I was trading my soul to gain the whole world. And the Bible says, what is it to gain the whole world but lose your soul. What is it? I think that's in Luke. It, it's, it's nothing. Because at the end of the day, when we die, our souls go somewhere. Where is your soul going to go? What are you creating on this earth right now to where your soul is going to go either to heaven or to hell? It breaks my heart. I don't want to freak you out, but I'm lovingly trying to be like, There is a spiritual realm that we are in, whether we want to admit it or not. I know that's a scary thing to talk about. It's a scary thing to admit because it, it challenges us to face our consequences, to face some harsh realities of like, I don't know where I'm going to go when I die. Maybe that's what your thought is. I personally know where I'm going to go when I die. And when you know that it changes everything, it changes your whole perspective. It changes life. It changes the way you see things because you're like, There is so much more to this life than owning a yacht or a Lamborghini or having $5 million mansions. Like you start to shift your perspective from earthly things to eternal things. And that's what God wants us to do. And it says in Ephesians 6, 12, that for we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And the Bible is true. It is real. And it has given us a solution, the answers for the things that we are all wondering. And so if the Bible says, Hey, people wake up, be aware. There are spiritual forces. There are spiritual darknesses. There are things going on that are very dangerous. Let's open our eyes. The Bible is saying like, let's be mindful of that. Let's open our eyes. But sometimes people are like, Nope, I, I don't want to do it. I can't. I, I'm scared. I just, I can't face it. And, and ignorance is not bliss in that situation. If it's a matter of life and death, ignorance is no longer bliss. Because one day when, when we all pass away, we are going to go somewhere. 
And I pray and I, I want to instill hope in you. This is not a fear base. This is not me being like, you're going to go to hell. Blah, blah. This is not brimstone. This is not me trying to condemn you. This is me providing you a solution and the hope of the gospel. And the gospel is a provision and a path and, and hope to, to know that you don't have to do this on your own anymore. You don't have to manifest things on your own anymore. You don't have to have law of attraction to try to find and get true joy and, and hope in life and peace and finances and provision. Like that comes from your heavenly father who loves you so much. And if you choose him and if you believe in him and if you were like, God, I want, I want to know you, he's right there. Romans 10, 10, 9 says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, all that come to him will be saved. So if you say, God, I choose you, I cannot do this anymore. I believe in you. I want to follow you, reveal yourself to me, and I want to be saved. You will. And I pray you choose that today. Because this life, it doesn't have to be so daunting. It doesn't have to be so scary. Here's the beauty of all of this before I get any more into this is that the beauty of all of this is that we as Christians, as human beings, we have power over the darkness. <sighs> we can breathe because no longer did this have, did, did these things have to fear monger us or be daunting or, or so scary, or we have to fear night or we have to fear demons or we have to fear anything. No, we have power in the name of Jesus. Just as Jesus went in the Bible throughout all the gospels and he casted out demons and he rebuked it, he rebuked the wind. He called out things that were like, that were causing people to manifest. When we talk about manifesting, there's two different manifestings here, right? Manifesting is when demons are manifesting in your body. It is scary. I have seen it with my own two eyes. I have seen, ooh, I'm getting chills because it's a scary, real thing. I have seen people talk like demons and their tongues move like snakes, which the serpent is what the, the devil is represented as because the demons are real and they live inside some people that give them access. So let's not give access to them. We have power to say in Jesus name, I rebuke you and I call you out and no longer will I serve manifestation or money or, or drugs or alcohol or, or sex addictions or Ouija boards or anything that is in the new age practice, we have power over them. And y'all, I promise you, they promise life. They promise joy. They promise all these things. And in the way, in the end, it leads to death. Choose God, choose his ways. And, and here's what's the reality is that, like I said, nothing is new underneath the sun. This has been happening from the, the very beginning. The reason why a lot of us want this, and again, I don't fault you, is that we want control, we want safety, we want provision, we want answers, we want to know the unknown, but the reality is we are not God. We will never be God. So we're not going to know the unknown. And sometimes I'm okay with that. Like, I don't want all the answers because if I knew all the answers, I don't even think, quite frankly, I could handle all the answers. Like, I, I just don't. I would, if I knew the answers of when I would die, who I would marry, I would try to find some way to mess it up or to change it or be like, oh wait, no, I, I don't want that. Like I'm glad, honestly, I'm not God. Cause if I were a God, I, I would find surely some way to mess it up. So I'm so glad that God is God and I want to let God be God. And I am so glad that he has the answers and he has my future in his hands and he has yours too. So I don't need to know everything because I trust that he does. And I trust that a loving father has good plans for me and good plans for you. And he wants the best for me. And he is ordaining my steps as I seek him, as I'm obedient and I'm faithful and I fear him and I follow him. I trust him. But do you, do you, and that's okay if you don't right now, but let's work on that. You know, sorry, I had to take a break because I was getting like so lightheaded. And I, whenever I talk about this stuff, I feel the tension. Like I feel the enemy trying to like silence me. And it's crazy how I feel like so weird in these moments, but I know that it's not an accident, but we, we, we're going to do this y'all. 
I also forgot to pray. So let me just pray really fast. Lord, I just pray right now over this podcast that God, your presence would be here. Your words would flow through me. And that ultimately, Lord, that this would set people free. This would not put people in shame or guilt. That's not my intention, Lord. I pray that you would give me the words to speak and that your presence would be in my room, Father, that this would set someone free, that you would open people's eyes and that we would ultimately just be... um, spurred on to look more like you, to know you, to seek you, to trust you and to trust you with our whole lives, that you are the way, the truth and the life and that no one comes to the father except through you. So Lord, I just pray for this podcast that we would rebuke the enemy's hand from trying to enter in and to try to deceive people or try to cause fear in people. That's not my goal, but God, we are here to provide truth and answers and peace and solutions in Jesus's name. Amen. Okay. So what I was trying to say is that this is not anything new, like nothing is new underneath the sun. So from the very beginning in Genesis three, four to five, it says that the serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die. If you have not read Genesis, basically in this moment in the garden of Eden, Eve ate the apple and it was the, it was from the tree of good and evil and the tree of knowledge that God said, Hey, you guys can eat from anything in this garden, but do not eat from this one tree. So Eve is walking around the garden and the snake, which is Satan, he comes in the form of a little serpent, little sneaky, little cheeky bee. He comes to try and deceive Eve and he actually successfully works at it. He tells her, you know, eat this apple. And she's like, oh, this looks so good. And he's like, if you eat this apple, he said, you will not die for God knows that the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So these people, they were living in the land of freedom and joy. They were naked and unashamed. They were with the animals. They had all this amazingness. And the enemy immediately in chapter three comes in to deceive. And he's like, hey, when you eat this apple, you will be like God, which is false. Nobody will be like God. Nobody can be God. The enemy from day one deceives immediately. He always gives a half truth. He says, you will be like God. He didn't say you will be God. You will be like God. And there's always a half truth in here. And yes, in some sense, her eyes did become open, like it said, because as soon as she became, her eyes became open. She saw that she was naked. She was ashamed. She immediately ran to hide with Adam and they both were ashamed of what they had done. And you will know good and evil. And they did because suddenly evil entered into the world when there wasn't evil before. And so he immediately tried to help them gain all this knowledge. And sometimes, sometimes knowledge is our enemy. Sometimes knowledge works against us because we want to have knowledge so much. We want to know knowledge. We want to have all the answers so much that it works against us. Or we try to logic our way into faith or logic our way into why should I follow God? And I understand that there's logical people that need answers, but sometimes you cannot knowledge your way and logic your way into this faith because faith is following things blindly and trusting that it is true. And I know that sounds crazy, but that is what faith is. It's saying, I know that I don't see this, but I'm still going to trust it. I know that I don't actually tangibly see God, but I'm still going to trust him. So he gave them knowledge and it worked against them. And he is called the deceiver. The enemy has been called the deceiver from day one. He is called the father of lies for a reason where God is the father of truth. He's the truth as we've described him. And then, like I said, in second Corinthians eleven fourteen, it says that it says in second Corinthians eleven fourteen, no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And this is how it works. He's, he's crafty. It crafts, it's a crafted thing to tempt you and to lure you in. In the moment, it seems amazing. You get it. You think you're amazing. You're like, wow, look at all this money and this fame and this house and this glory and these riches and all these things, but it's deceitful. He disguises himself. That's what a disguise is. There's something on the outside appearance, but deep down inside, when you remove the disguise or you really take it off, you're like, wait, whoa, like that was deceitful. That was not what I expected. And that is what he does in literally everything. All he does, steal, kill, destroy. He's called the father lies and he disguises for a reason. But what this stuff does with manifestation, law of attraction, and you know all these things, it's basically creating yourself out to be God. You are no longer needing God. You're like, God, I'm good. I'm fine. I am my own provider. I am self-sufficient. I am controlling. I am the one 
that holds and controls my own destiny. And what I'm going to pose back to you is say, okay, you can try that. Please like be my guest and go ahead and do that. I, I've tried that and it didn't go well for me. I, I hit my freaking rock bottom by doing that. I got all the things I wanted. And why was I so depressed? I was overweight. I hated myself. I wanted to be sometimes unalive myself in my past. I, I was trying to be careful what I said there. I um, strongly disliked myself. I was so unsatisfied. I put all my worth and identity and hope into my social media. And I'm like, why? Like, I have everything. To the world's standards, I have everything, yet I am the most unsatisfied. So I was becoming so self-sufficient and creating myself out to be my own guy. When I snapped my fingers, I wanted it. If I wanted something, I got it. I didn't put my hope and my faith and my trust into God and God's timing. And it's a scary thing because it creates a self-sufficient, controlling, prideful life. Because in sense, in some senses, you're like, yeah, I got the job. Look at me. Look at me, everybody. I got the man. I got the ring. I got the house. And it's a very self-sufficient life. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to be self-sufficient. He wants you to create your own destiny, to be your own God. If anything happens that would pull you away further from God or create a shift from you and God or would cause you to be like, I don't need God. Look at me. I've already gotten everything I need on my own. Why would I ever need him? He will do that. But for me personally, I want to give God glory. I want to be like, God, only you are the reason why I have this relationship or this house or this podcast or a book or a job or anything. I want it to be, God, I, I thank you and I worship you and I give you glory because God ordained things are the only thing that I want. I don't want things that are only created by my doing and my own striving. When I've strived in the past, it hasn't really gone that well for me. I know it's easier to become prideful and to say, look at all the things I'm doing. And that's great. Like, yes, there's times for sure where I want you to be proud of yourself and you work hard and you got into that college or you got that job. Like, I'm not saying never be proud of yourself because there are things I'm like, yeah, like celebrate that. Be proud of yourself. Like there's so many things that I'm really proud of myself for, but you can be proud, but don't leave that to being prideful. Don't let pride be your identity or your, or the way people describe you. Like I pride, I think is just the ugliest trait in people, you know? And the Bible says that pride comes before the fall. That those that elevate themselves, that God humbles, he humbles the proud, but he elevates the humble. And no matter what you get, you get the house, you get the job, you get the man, whatever you get. I think humbleness and humility is just the most attractive quality in literally anybody. Like when you're dating somebody or your friends or your parents, wouldn't you want someone to be like, she has all these things, but she is so humble. Like I would always want to be described as that. And I just want us to give God glory because ultimately he is the provider. A lot of the times these things we're putting in power into our own hands. Do you trust that God is your provider? Because a lot of the times we're trying to do these things out of fear. And I understand we're trying to provide for ourselves. We're scared. Maybe we're afraid we're not going to get the job or the career. We're not going to all these things. But do you trust that God is your provider? His name, one of the names in the Bible is that his name is Jehovah Jireh, which means provider. And I want you just to trust that he is your provider. So I think a lot of the times why this can be so scary is that we are scrolling on Instagram and TikTok and podcasting. And we're, this is such a buzzworthy word of like attraction and law of attraction and manifest your dream life. And it sounds so great. Like who wouldn't want that? Like who wouldn't want a bigger house and a nicer car and a, your dream man and money and millions of dollars? Like who wouldn't want that? Like I'm not faulting you for wanting that, but it will not bring life. Like temporarily it might, but it will never bring long-term satisfaction and joy and fulfillment. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like when you're 30 years old, 40 years old, and you have kids, do you want to preach that message to them? Like guys, just manifest, manifest, manifest. Like all you got to do is just chase money and fame and followers and nicer cars. Like I would rather preach so many other different messages to my children and to my followers than just seeking 
you know, all these fleeting things that eternally they don't really matter. But what's scary is a lot of these people, they are preaching all these messages, but we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes with them. We don't know what real, what things that they're encountering or facing or whatever, because the people that I've talked to that have done a lot of this manifestation, like I have a podcast on this with Natalie's outlet. She's a really well-known YouTuber. We talked about this a while ago. And the most recent episode I just did with, um, Callie Jardine, we talked about manifestation and both of them had really scary demonic encounters. And I'm not saying it always happens like this, but it is a very scary demonic thing at times. I'm not saying all of it can be, but I'm just saying, be careful because a lot of this is driven by demons and demonic forces and, and things in the spiritual realm because they are trying to lure you in as an angel of light to get you to sell your soul, trade yourself for money and fame and whatever it is luring you in. It looks good and attractive, but really will rob you in the end. Focus on what matters. God is what matters. Creating bringing heaven to earth, creating disciples, like helping people, like having people know Jesus, you knowing Jesus, knowing your identity in him. Like, I'm not saying that having money or having a car is bad or any of this is bad, but it cannot be the ultimate thing in our life. It cannot be the main thing because it will distract you from your true purpose and calling and identity and what God really wants you to do and what he wants you to focus on. He wants, God is a jealous God, which means he wants to be the center of your affection and your adoration and your attention. Like he just loves you. He wants to be with you. You are his beloved child. And all he wants is just, man, my precious daughter or son, would you just look to me to be your provider? Would you look to me to be your hope and your joy and your fulfillment? If you just waited a little bit longer, I would have given you these things. I read Psalms 37 today and it says, just wait on the Lord. Those that wait on the Lord will never be put to shame. So wait on him for these things. Try not to put everything in your own power all the time. And I get it. Like all of us are looking for something to, to satisfy something in our souls. But I remember reading in Ecclesiastes, it says that eternity is written on our hearts. So we are all looking and longing for something in our souls. And like I said, that's his name is Jesus that is who we are looking for. So I pray that today you would say, God, I'm looking for you. Would you reveal yourself to me? And the more I say this over and over, because it's just so true, the more that you read the Bible, the more you will find him, you will find the answers and the solutions you are looking for. I, I just want to be, want y'all to be careful, but going back to really fast is that we need to be careful who we're listening to because a lot of times these people, I scroll through TikTok and these live streams will pop up and it'll be like tarot card reading, fortune teller reading. And I'm like, these people are promising really deceitful things. On the outside end, we could be like, oh my gosh, this person's providing, you know, the, the solutions to my future and they know my future, but we don't know the fruit of these people. There are false teachers. There are people that are promising false things and there's people that are, literally sent by the enemy that the enemy is using to deceive people. We have got to wake up. We've got to be careful. And we've got to know that times are troubling right now. Times are testing right now. We don't have a lot of love, a lot of left time. So like, let's be careful y'all. Let's open our eyes that there are false teachers and preachers out there and if they do not claim the name of Jesus, that is how we know. In 1 John 4, it talks about how we know. But if they do not claim the name of Jesus, we know they are not set from God. We know. So I know that you need money. I know that you need provision. I know that you need to get out of student debt. I did too. I, I remember I was on financial aid in college. I was struggling. My dad did not pay for college for me. I was literally pulling out more money and more loans and more things because I was struggling. But God was my provider. Thankfully, thank to God and thanks for this job. And thank you, Lord. I was able to pay that off, but it wasn't because I manifested it. It was because I prayed. I waited on the Lord to be my provider and I worked hard for it. So I know you need money, but I also want to instill in you that money also does not come easy. Like 
money is not a bad thing, but it's how we steward that money, how we view money. Are we chasing fantasies and, and, and fleeting things? You know, we're trying to get rich quick. We're trying to snap our fingers, but money will never provide true joy and happiness. Yes, it does make life easier in some circumstances and instances, but look at celebrities, look at a lot of influencers, look at a lot of really well-known billionaires and how deceitful they are. They're, they're, they're unaliving themselves or they're not very happy. You know, they look at, they have dysfunctional marriages or they're going from relationship to relationship. They buy the next house, they buy the next boat, they buy the next designer thing because it never satisfies. It promises life and happiness and fulfillment, but it will never And I have this quote from Jim Carrey, and it's so freaking powerful. He says, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything that they ever dreamed of so that they can see that it is not the answer. Holy crap. Like, oh my gosh, Jim Carrey, famous celebrity in all the movies, all the things, wealthy man realizes, man, I have everything, yet I have nothing. Like, whoa. So I understand why you guys or whomever or why people want to manifest, why they want to attract these things. Everybody wants a happy, healthy life. That's the goal of this podcast. I get it. But apart from Christ, what is it all for? If you read Ecclesiastes, oh my gosh, I read this the other day. Ecclesiastes, Solomon, who is the wisest man in the Bible, wrote this, I think, And he's talking about how he got everything. He had all the women, the vineyards, the houses, money, riches, fame. And he said, in the end, it was all meaningless. In the end, it was like chasing the wind. It's a vapor. It's vapid. It disappears. You leave the earth the same way you came, naked and with nothing. And you also go naked and with nothing. That's what Ecclesiastes said. It's so crazy. So God is your provider. Be careful of trying to have all the answers and the solutions to everything because you guys, we won't. And I think sometimes it's better that we don't. Like I genuinely think that because then we would try to manipulate and change things and create our own destinies. And honestly, there's something peaceful about that to me of knowing that there is someone bigger and greater out there looking after me, taking care of me, providing for me, watching over me that I can pray to him when, man, if I was doing this life on my own and I was self-sufficient, I don't even know if I'd be on this earth right now, to be honest. Like I would be really struggling, but because I have a hope and his name is Jesus, I could say, Jesus, When I'm struggling, I turn to you. When I need money, I turn to you. When I am crying in my bed, desperate, I get on my hands and my knees and I turn to you. So I know you're like, Jay, you don't get it. I need money. I'm on, I'm paycheck to paycheck. I'm on food stamps, whatever the case may be. But you cannot look at life as a magic genie. You cannot do manifestation and just snap your fingers and expect that to provide solutions. Yes, that may get you through the week, but you remember that God is your daily bread. He takes care of you every single day. He is sufficient for today. He is sufficient for tomorrow. Trust him to be your provider. And I'm not here to have this like sob story, but I'm telling you guys, I did not come from a lot of money. There was times when my dad was like, I don't know if we can freaking pay the mortgage this month. And my dad, I'm so thankful. He was an incredible provider and leader. And he showed my family what it meant to, to trust God, to look at God as our, as our sole provider. And every single month, just enough, we were taken care of. All of us had food on the table. We had clothes on our backs. Yes, sometimes we were like, I'm going to have to sell some items. I don't know if we're going to live in this house next month. I understand people that may be struggling. That was my childhood. It was honestly very hard at times. I never had stuff that looked like my neighbors had or my friends had at school. I wore knockoff things all the time because I was like, I want to fit in, but I didn't have the finances. This is not a sob story. This is not woe is me. It's just letting you guys know I understand but hard work pays off. Hard work works. God honors a diligent, faithful worker, not someone that just manifests, not someone that just attracts things and energy and is actually attracting wrong things, things that are deceitful, things that are in the spiritual realm, things that are actually demons. Like, y'all, please, I'm begging you. (laughs) From a sister to another sister, a sister in Christ, like, I am begging you. Please be careful. Proverbs 12, 11 says, abundance comes from hard work. 
And those who work their land will have abundance of food. But those who chase fantasies have no sense. Proverbs 13, 11, dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gains money little by little makes it grow. So let's be careful, y'all, that we are not trying to become our own God. Yes, we need to work. We need to be faithful. We need to be you know, not lazy. The Bible talks about laziness. It says that anyone that's lazy will not earn anything because that's just true. So we need to still work, but let's be careful because in Romans one twenty five it says that they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and they worshiped and served the created things rather than the creator who is forever to be praised. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're worshiping like, oh, the universe blessed me. Manifestation, law of attraction. This, this medium told me my future, this tarot card reader. And I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Maybe they did tell you that. But it doesn't mean that the spirits are always godly spirits. Because they're spiritual. Like I said, the spiritual realm. There's, there's a bad spirit. There's a demonic spirit. And there's a good spirit, a godly spirit. You know? So it doesn't always mean that the spirits that are talking to you are from God. So we have to be careful. We have to have discernment. We have to have wisdom. We have to say, God, is this you? And like I said, if anything is not claiming Jesus, if anything is not giving glory back to Jesus, they're giving glory back to themselves. And they're saying, look what, look at my talents, my gifts. That is not a person from God. And here's another thing. I'm starting to close out because I think I have driven this point home enough. If we just manifested everything we ever wanted, the truth of the reality is I don't even think we would appreciate it. There would be no hard work. There would be no perseverance. There'd be no sweat equity. There would be no labor of love, blood, sweat, and tears. Like we would be ungrateful and immediately want the next thing. That is how humans are wired. We are ungrateful, unappreciative human beings. We get something, we're like, okay, next, what's the next thing? If we snap our fingers, we attract it, we get it, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't even think we would appreciate it. That's why I think when you work for something, you, you, you savor it, you favor it, you, you appreciate it so much more. And I think also when we wait, we wait for things, we wait for God, we wait for his voice. We're like, this was worth the wait. Me waiting for Caleb, my now fiance, like that was worth the wait. I didn't manifest a husband. And let me tell you, I'm going to give you a little testimony. I'm sweating y'all. Woo, it's hot. One time in my past, this is just honesty hour. I'm, I'm embarrassed about this. Don't judge me. Once in my past, five years ago, when I was going through a breakup, or four years ago, five years ago, I tried to manifest an ex back in my life. <sighs> I'm ashamed of myself to say this, but I was going through such a hard breakup. I was like, I was not ready for the relationship to be over. I was really sad. I was like, this was, this was not meant to end. And I found this stupid YouTube video that was like, manifest your ex, blah, blah, blah. Manifest your, manifest your ex back into your life. And at this time I was still like very confused. I was still trying to figure out my faith. So it's no wonder why I was, you know, swayed by all this false doctrine, which there's a verse about that. Colossians 2, 8. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to basic principles of the world, and not according to the Christ. But there's also verses that say, be careful that no one sways you to false doctrines and things that are not really like from the Lord. So I tried it and nothing happened. And thank God it didn't happen because honestly, I look at that relationship now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could never work with that person. No hate, no shade, you know, but I could never be with that person. And I look back and I'm like, that was one of the worst relationships. Okay, that's a lie. That was dramatic. Probably not a good relationship for me. So if I had ended with that person, I manifested it back in my life, I would have deeply regretted it, deeply. So I'm so glad that God was like, you freaking fool. I'm not going to answer that because I was like, God, bring him back. Even though I was trying to manifest it, you know? I'm so glad that that didn't work. I'm so glad because that was not a relationship for me. So God looking out for me, because I was still, I was still a Christian. God was looking out, protected me, was like, we are not bringing in the things that I removed from you back into your life. Why would we do that? Why? I removed it for a reason. So stop trying to open the doors back open that I shut for you a long time ago. That's my own personal testimony with it. I tried it one time. I immediately felt guilty. I was like, okay, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please don't burn me, which he wouldn't do that. He's not a God that does that. You know what I mean? I just feel like 
We want to trust the creator, the creator of the universe. Let's not worship the universe. Let's worship the creator of the universe. He is the one that that guides our steps. It says in the Bible all the time that there's many are the steps of the man, but God, many are the plans of man, but God is the one that ordains our steps. And man, I want God to ordain my steps. I want the creator of the universe to ordain my life and my steps. Like why would we not want the creator of the universe to open doors for us, to bless me, to show me, to provide for me, wait on his timing, those that wait on the Lord will never be put to shame. And if the manifestation and if the whatever, the law of attraction, whatever, if those things can give you things, which sometimes they can and they're not good for you, right? If those things can give you life, how much more will your father in heaven give you extra abundant blessings? Like it says here in Matthew 7, 11, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? He wants to give you good things. He wants to bless you, but ask him, seek him. Do not go to other false gods, false things, things that promise life and they will rob you in the end. They will make you, they will take your soul. They will always ask for something in exchange. God never asked for something in exchange. He just wants your heart. He just wants your time. He just wants you. He's like, I'm exchanging. I'm giving you something. This is a free gift of my life and my gospel, my salvation, eternity, peace, joy. Like he's the one giving a gift, but everything else will say, give me something, sell yourself, sell your soul. No, we are not doing that. Okay. We're not doing that. Trust him to be your provider. Trust him to be your Jehovah Jireh and listen to the song Jireh by Maverick city. That song got me through sometimes y'all I'm telling you when I was like God I need help he was like Jehovah Jireh I am your provider lastly what I want to close out with is okay then how do we know God is speaking like if we're like God I, I don't hear you I'm doing these things on my own accord on my own strength because you're not responding maybe he is but we just don't know how to discern the voice so here are some tips on that and then we're going to close out how do you know God is speaking Ways you'll know it's from God. One, it always aligns with God's word. Always. That is why it is so important to read the Bible, as I've said over and over and over and over and over and over. Because if we read the Bible, we'll like, we'll see, oh my gosh, God clearly instructed me in Deuteronomy 18 that, I'm going to read it for you guys. When you come into the land, which is the Lord, your God, that the Lord God, your God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who practices or makes a son or daughter pass through the fire. Anyone who practices witchcraft is a soothsayer who interprets omens, who is a sorcerer, who conjures spells, is a medium or spiritist or who calls upon the dead. For all who do such things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of this abomination to the Lord, your God, your God drives them out before you. You should be blameless before your Lord. So I forgot to mention that in the very beginning, but God instructs us in the very beginning to avoid such things, to avoid witchcraft. So if it does not align with that, we know, okay, that is not from God and we should be careful and look out. Two, how we know it's from God. It may not be easy, but you will have peace. So sometimes things you're like, okay, God, I'm scared, but I'm going to do it because I know you brought me to it. And I know it's the cliche phrasing. If he brought you to it, he's going to bring you through it, but it's true. So you may, you have peace. You're like, God, I'm scared. This is not easy, but I know that this is from you and I'm going to follow you and trust you. Three, it requires faith and dependence on God and not on you. This is my point. We're trying to be our own God. We're trying to have all the strength and reliance upon ourselves. And that's exhausting y'all. It's exhausting. So whatever God asks you to do with your college, your job, finances, ask God, God, I need dependence upon you. Four, it brings you closer to him and not further away from him. This is so important in anything that we do. We, if you date the wrong man, that man's going to bring you, if it's the wrong man, he's going to bring you further away from God and not closer to God. Four, it glorifies him. Remember y'all, we don't want things to be making us more haughty and prideful and look what I did and I manifested this. No, 
God, thank you for my house. Thank you for my job. Thank you for providing. Thank you for blah, 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 blah. It glorifies God. Five, it drives you to pursue God's wisdom. So again, in these new age practices, a lot of it's like, no, rely upon yourself, your wisdom, you attract it, you do it. It's all about you. It's God's wisdom that you want. Six, it moves you to love and serve others more. So it's not self-seeking. It's not only about my money. Look what I can create. I can create, can create for myself. It compels you to want to bless and love others more. And eight, it demands a new level of trust, which is so important because like I said, a lot of this, we're like, oh God, like I, I just want to be my own God. I'm going to do this. I don't need, I don't need you, God. I can figure this out. I'm going to do this on my own. It's like, no, God, I trust you. I trust that you will get me through this on your timing. So again, it aligns with God's word. It may not be easy, but you'll have peace. It requires faith and dependence on God and not you. It brings you closer to him and not further away. It glorifies him. It drives you to pursue God's wisdom and it moves you to love and serve others more. And it demands a new level of trust. I hope that this was a opening for you guys, a blessing that it hopefully helps you guys and gives you guys some peace because I know that this is hard to figure out. I know this is a difficult topic. I know that people are going to be like, wow, this lady is crazy. And I know, but I promise you guys that this is the truth. And I pray that whatever you do after this podcast, I pray you just take some time to pray and reflect and just to ask the Lord to reveal himself to you in this. And I pray if there's anyone out there that's struggling or has done this, that you would just repent of this. You would say, God, I'm sorry that I was chasing other things in you and rebuke it and remove it from your life today. And I'm going to pray over anybody before um, we close out this podcast, but I pray that this opened your eyes to see that a lot of these things are very, very much shiny, fool's gold, they're not going to bring life. They're going to bring death. And Satan, whenever Jesus was tempted in the garden, he, would, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Satan tried to tempt even Jesus, the freaking son of God, tried to tempt him, was like, hey, if you basically give up your life and you sell your soul to me and you worship me, I'm going to give you everything in the world that you could ever have. And Jesus was like, fool, who do you think I am? Like, no. Like, he's like, I don't need you because I have my father. I already have it all. You know, so that's what Satan does is he tries to get you to compromise and settle and give th things away, give portions of yourself away to gain something that is deceitful. So let's have our eyes open, our ears open, our discernment. Let's be aware because, y'all, the spiritual realm is real. Our, our fight is against not just flesh and blood, but spiritual principalities. There are spiritual darkness forces that we need to be careful because we open the door to these things when we worship things other than God. We're like, it's not that big of a deal. Everyone's doing it. My favorite influencer is doing it. Be careful. What kind of fruit do they have in their life? What are they preaching? What does this person's life look like? Do they know Jesus? We don't know if they have their own demonic things happening in their life because I've heard of so many stories of people that have done a manifestation or whatever, and they were seeing some very scary, dark things in their room and they were feeling oppressed and they were anxious and they were depressed and all these things. So let's just be careful. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I hope this was a blessing to you guys today. And I pray that nothing was taken wrong. I really am just trying to look out for you guys. I love you guys that, and I just want to let you guys know that like happiness and joy and healthiness and all these things, these come through Christ. It comes through the word of God. And I pray that this was a blessing. And um, I'm just going to pray over anybody today. So let's get into it. Lord, I just pray for anybody that's listened to this podcast that might feel condemned or might feel shameful or like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. But God, I pray that we open the eyes of the blind, that we unveil these things so that now truth can come out, that people can be set free. God, where, where you, you say in the Bible, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So Lord, I just pour out your spirit, your presence on a people through this podcast that they can find freedom from this. They can turn the other way. They can repent and they can say, God, I'm sorry that I worship things other than you. And Lord, I trust you to be my Jehovah Jireh, my provider, my God, my 
my um, my hope in everything that I do for for everything that I touch in my life, my finances, my job, my debt, my future, my life, anything, Lord. I pray that people would turn to you and they would know that you are true hope. And I pray if anyone is scared about their future, they're scared or they've been feeling depressed or anxious, God, would you help them to feel your presence right now in the name of Jesus, that they would feel that and they would know that, God, you are real that we would rely upon you, that we would not say, God, I am my own God. I'm self-sufficient. I don't need you, God. No, God, we need you. I pray that we you pour out your spirit and a dependency upon you, a healthy fear of you to where we say, God, we need you. So Lord, I just bless these people listening today and we love you in Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. Let me know if this was a blessing. I'm sorry if anyone feels condemned. That's not my intention. I simply just want to open the eyes of people to wake up to whatever is happening. And I love you guys. Be blessed. Have a good day. Let me know if this helped you. Share this on Instagram if you did. And I will see you guys again next week for another episode of Happy and Healthy. And until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, y'all.